1: There's all kinds of giants we face in life. We all have problems. We all have challenges. We all have threats. We have things that we face that, well, they're just a lot bigger than us.
0: Today in A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie offers good reassurance for believers who are facing some giant-sized problems in their lives.
1: God's bigger than your giant. And God can defeat your giant because greater is He that is in you than he that is in this world this
0: is the day. challenges in different ways. To confront danger they might arm themselves or study martial arts. In the legal arena people might hire attorneys and put everything in a contract. With food some go to organic or gluten free, lactose free, salt free, vegetarian or vegan. But what do we do with challenges in the spiritual arena? Pastor Greg Laurie on A New Beginning brings good encouragement today for when our challenge seems bigger than we are.
1: You know, we all have giants that we face in life. What do I mean by a giant? I mean what appears to be an insurmountable problem, issue, or difficulty. Something that may be dark and sinister, prowling around the perimeter of your life, or some challenge or difficulty that you don't see ever being resolved. Something that when you think about it, your heart's just kind of gripped with panic and uh, maybe it's what's gonna come your way. Maybe it's problems you're having at home but there's something you're deeply afraid of or maybe you're just sort of a worry ward. What if this happens? What if that happens? It's not even a rational fear but it's real nonetheless. Or it might be a giant of some kind of a personal sin, a certain area in your life where you are weak a sin that you fall into over and over and over again. You'll have victory over it for a few weeks, sometimes even a month, but then it comes back with a vengeance. It might be pride or envy or gluttony or pornography or drinking or drugs or something like that, but it's a giant that taunts you day in and day out. Or it might be a giant of threat, and by threat I mean someone is threatening you. Maybe it's a physical threat, Uh, Maybe it's a threat of a lawsuit. Maybe somebody is uh, bullying you online. Maybe someone is writing or saying untrue things about you. Maybe someone has come and said, they're gonna kill you, but it's a real threat and it's a real giant. Or it might be a different kind of giant. A non-believing husband, a non-believing wife, a prodigal son or daughter. There's all kinds of giants we face in life. And I wanna tell you how you can overcome your giant. How you can defeat your giant. And to do that I'm going to do a very familiar story. The story of David and Goliath. Uh, Hebrews 11. Look at that with me if you would. Verse 32. What more can I say for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah. Also of David and of Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms Worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness they were made strong and they became valiant in battle. They turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. David stands out in Scripture. Fascinating thing that not a lot of ink is given to David in Hebrews 11, but in other passages there's so much about him. really remembered as the greatest king in the history of Israel. And it's worth noting that Jesus Christ Himself said He was a son of David on more than one occasion. David, a man of contrast. He was a warrior and he was a worshiper. Sometimes people say, I'm a lover, not a fighter. David was both. He was a fighter. He was a lover. He was a man after God's own heart. He was a sinner. We all know his story well. But of course, you may recall that he was one of the sons of Jesse. And Jesse lived in Bethlehem. And one day the Lord spoke to the prophet Samuel. And the Lord said, Saul's out. uh, And I'm going to replace him with another king. And you're going to find that king in Bethlehem. So go. So uh, they told everyone, Samuel's coming here to this city. He's gonna offer a sacrifice, so everyone show up. It's a big deal when a prophet came to town. So in comes the legendary prophet Samuel. And he, he doesn't know where this new king is, so he says, everybody bring out your sons. I wanna meet them. And So Jesse proudly parades his seven strapping sons. They truly were the magnificent seven. And so Samuel goes down the line. He's looking at each one. The Lord says, that's not the one. That's not the one. That's not the one. And one stands out above the others, Eliab, one of the seven sons. And Samuel's taken with him because he's tall and handsome. And uh, he thought, this is the one, Lord. And the Lord said, Samuel, will you stop already with judging by outward appearance? I look on the heart. He's not the one. So he goes through the whole line. Okay, uh, wow. Wow. I knew it was going to come from the house of Jesse. Do you have any other boys? Jesse says, Yeah, there's one other. He's a little weird. <laughs> Hangs out in the field. He's a musician, you see. So <laughs> he sings songs to God. Uh, and I don't know. We'll bring him in. Okay, so he calls in David and David comes bounding in with youthful energy. The Bible tells us that he was reddish, which means he had reddish hair. So his coloring was different probably than any of the other sons. Uh, we would call him maybe freckle face today. So he comes in. Here comes David. He's all excited and, and the Lord says, that's my boy. So the prophet Samuel anoints David right there. You are the next king of Israel. Okay, gotta go, bye. And he leaves town. David's like, uh, what do I do now? Jesse says, go back and watch your stinking sheep. That's what you do. And they just kind of hoped there was some kind of an aberration. Uh, But it was reality. So David's tending his sheep. And one day his father comes and says, son, you're your brothers are out in the battle. They're facing off with the Philistines. I want you to go take them some food. I want you to take them some bread and cheese. So David comes to his brothers who are part of the Israeli army who are in a face off with the Philistine army and dividing them as the Valley of Elah. And uh, so David arrives at the front lines with his, well, pizza delivery. I mean, what is bread and cheese? It's pizza. So he's delivering pizza, right? <laughs> How many of you love pizza? Raise your hand. How many of you hate pizza? You hate it. Get out. No, there was like one person. No. Really? You hate pizza? I can't imagine. I love pizza. Love pizza. Um, anyway, so he makes his pizza delivery and his brother Eliab. That was the one that Samuel sort of favored, says, Oh, did you leave your little bunch of sheep in the wilderness to come see what the big boys are doing? Meanwhile, David hears some guy bellowing from the valley of Elah. And he goes up there and looks and There stands Goliath, nine feet, six inches of solid muscle. He was as wide as he was tall. He was like a human tank. And he was covered head to toe in body armor. And he was yelling, send someone to fight me down here in the valley. And if I beat him, you Israelis can serve us. Hey, but if he beats me, we'll serve you. And David's reaction was, who is this guy? And why is he allowed to get away with this? Why is someone not going down there to fight him? So David volunteers to fight Goliath.
0: Well, you're listening to a new beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the U.S. And he's speaking today about the familiar story of David and Goliath with some good insights on how to face the giants in our own lives. Pastor Greg takes us to the text.
1: 1 Samuel chapter 17, we're going to start in verse 40 and read down to verse 51. And by the way, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Verse 40, he picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them in his shepherd's bag. Then, armed with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across to fight Goliath. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him sneering in contempt at the ruddy-faced boy. He roared at David, Am I a dog that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Goliath yelled, Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. I love David's response. David shouted in reply, You come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Now look at David's faith. Today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. Then I'll give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals and the whole world will know there's a God in Israel and everyone will know the Lord does not need weapons to rescue his people. It's his battle, not ours. The Lord will give you to us. Now notice this. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Notice that. He ran out to meet him. Verse 49, reaching into a shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it from his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and he fell face downward on the ground. So now David finishes the job. Verse 50, so David triumphed over the Philistine giant with only a stone and a sling. And since he had no sword, he ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath used it to kill the giant and cut off his head. When the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they turned and ran. Wow, what a story. And what a victory. The will of the Philistines was broken. Uh, The will of the Israelites was reinvigorated. So what do we learn in this story about facing our giants in life? If you're taking notes here's point number one, we all have giants. We all have giants, and by that I mean we all have obstacles. We all have problems. We all have challenges. We all have threats. We have things that we face that, well, they're just a lot bigger than us. But I want you to know that whatever you're facing right now, you're not the first one, nor will you be the last one to face it. In fact, over in 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, it says, remember the temptations that come into your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. And he'll keep the temptation from becoming so strong that you can't stand up against it when you are tempted he'll show you a way out so you will not give into it everybody has giants so having said that let me also add this though everyone has giants it is also true that every giant is defeatable every giant is defeatable and by the way Goliath was not always a giant Remember, when we say giant, we just mean a really big dude, okay? Nine feet, six inches. He was kind of a freak of nature. There weren't a lot of people his size, but he was a human being. And uh, that means he was probably the biggest baby you've ever seen, right? And then when it came time to change Goliath's diaper, I don't think anyone wanted, you know, the dad would say, I'm not, I am not. did it last time. It traumatized me. You do it, you know. <laughs> and then one day the, the giant, the giant baby became a giant toddler. Man, I would have hated to have seen Goliath in his terrible twos, right? And then the toddler turned into a young man and then he became an adolescent. And now he's an adult, uh, a massive man. And I bring that up because giants start small and then they get big. Sometimes there are things that we think we're managing in our life. Let's take alcohol as an example. Uh, you know, maybe you, like to have a drink, you know, a beer with the boys, a glass of wine with dinner, it was no big issue for you. You said you have the liberty, it's great. But then you found that, well, you know, when you get home from work, you need a drink to kind of relax and unwind and then fast forward a little bit, well, you know, you kind of need a drink to kind of get up and go in the morning and, well, now you need a drink to get through the day and one day you wake up and you have a problem with alcohol. In fact, you are a functioning alcoholic, maybe not even functioning so well. And you're saying, how did this start? Uh, How did this take place? And it's become a giant. So it's a problem. And I'll tell you what, it's a big problem. Because I've seen a lot of lives ruined by alcohol. I mean, you all know I was raised in an alcoholic home. Frankly, I've never seen one good thing come from drinking, okay? Not one good thing. But I've seen a lot of bad things. I saw all the marriages my mom destroyed. I know what it's like to be raised in an alcoholic home. I know what it's like to find my mother passed out on the floor night after night and have to care for her. I've seen this stuff up close and personal. But not just in my childhood, but as an adult. You know, and a pastor. I've talked to people who've had issues with this. It's become a problem. I know of two pastors in particular that lost their ministry because they ended up with a drinking problem. This is something we have to take seriously and be very careful of and here's my approach to it. I don't wanna be under the control of anyone or anything but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nothing else. The Bible says don't be drunk with wine where there can be excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So. We don't need the spirits, we need the spirit in our life. But maybe a little thing like that has become a big thing right now. Oh, I can handle it, you said. It'll never get the best of me. Well, now it has the best of you. And that little problem just became a giant. Or you might be facing a giant of another kind, like a non-believing husband, wife, or child. And you've almost given up hope because you've prayed. And you've shared with them. And you've, well, nagged them. (laughs) And you've pressured them. And you've done everything you can. And they seem to be getting worse and further from the Lord. And you wonder, are they ever going to come to Christ? So we all have giants, number one. Number two, David knew the battle belonged to the Lord. Do you know that? Your battle that you're fighting, your challenges that you're facing, your temptations that you're experiencing, listen to this, the battle belongs to to the Lord. Verse 47, David said to Goliath, it's his battle, not ours, so the Lord will give you to us. That's why giants defeat us again and again, because we face them in our own strength, and we lose. You know in Ephesians 6 it talks about the armor of God so we can prevail in spiritual warfare. It talks about a helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, a shield of faith, a sword of the spirit, and so forth. But Before a word is mentioned about armor, we're told this in verse 10. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. In other words, before you do anything else, you need to lean on the Lord. You need to trust in the Lord. Alexander McLaren, a great Bible commentator, made this statement, and I quote, he who has the Holy Spirit in his heart and the scripture in his hands has all he needs. Do you have your Bible with you? Grab your Bible right now. Grab it, hold it in your hand. He that has the Holy Spirit in his heart And the scripture in his hands, he writes, has all he needs. You have all you need. God will never give you more than you can handle. You'll never be tempted above your capacity to resist. So it's God's strength that we need to lean on. Pray about it. Turn your worries into prayers. The Bible says in Philippians don't worry about anything but pray about everything and the peace of God that passes all human understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So this is how you approach a giant. And by a giant, again, an obstacle, a problem, a challenge, a temptation, an addiction, whatever. Look at it in the light of God. Don't look at God in the light of your giant. Look at your giant in the light of God. Guess what, God's bigger than your giant. And God can defeat your giant because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world.
0: Some great encouragement from Pastor Greg Laurie today about facing the giants in our lives. And on Monday, we'll hear some more on tackling problems and challenges and threats, as Pastor Greg offers some good reassurance for those who believe God can defeat the giants. It's important to remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us again, same time on Monday. This is the day, the day when life begins. Now for a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called Facing Your Giants. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.